Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. So this brings me to the Christmas story. Who were the three magi? You know, this to me may be one of the most important parts of the story, but it's rarely analyzed accurately. Remember that uh, Christianity began as a wisdom school and a mystery school. And the mystery schools of the ancient world were all in communication. There was John the Baptist Mystery School, which still exists, by the way. They had to move to Iraq, and then when the U.S. invaded Iraq, some of them went to Australia, the Mandaeans. They still have a bit of the reality of that original mystery school. But there was also the Zoroastrian mystery school, the school of the Magi. And the three Magi were three... Uh, 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 Zoroastrian priests who came to celebrate uh, this birth of who they recognized because of the star and their astrological knowledge to be the one who has come uh, to bring saving grace of knowledge of the mind of God so that we can recalibrate our consciousness again and become Christ-like, you see. Christ meaning anointed. What does it mean to be anointed? This goes back to the yogic mystery schools, uh, the schools of the Shiva mystery, in which the Shiva lingam is anointed with not only the milk of cows, the pure fresh milk, but the ghee that comes from the milk. It's the anointment with the ghee. The ghee is the clarified butter that comes from the milk of the sacred cows whose milk represents loving kindness, divine love. But that divine love must be refined alchemically and turned into ghee. And we must then be anointed with the ghee of this clarified, sattvic understanding of the meaning of being, the truth of being. And you remember in Sanskrit, satya is truth and sat is being. So the, the truth of being is being itself. And that being is the void, the emptiness, the zero point, beyond all thought, beyond all images. That's the level of mind that we must be in. And this is to be Christed, to become a, a manifestation of Christ consciousness in which that supreme presence fills the mind, saturates you, anoints you with that clarity and coherence of the absolute consciousness. So the Zoroastrians who recognized that a savior was going to be born, their name for that savior was Saoshyant, uh, they came all the way to, uh, to, to Palestine to, uh, to find uh, this being. Of course, in the story, then uh, Herod hears about their arrival and then wants to interrogate them to say, where, where is this kid? I'm going to get him. You know, he's, 
he, he's not going to replace me as the king of the Jews. I'm going to you know, make sure I get rid of him. And, and, uh, and of course, then uh, the whole family, uh, Joseph, Mary, and uh, Yeshua, have to become expats for a while until the Herod's uh, death, and they, uh, they hang out in Egypt. So again, a return. They left Egypt, now they have to go back, and then, of course, there will be another uh, exodus from Egypt into uh, the promised land, with the promise now fulfilled, because that consciousness of God, you could say the burning bush, is now on two legs and is able to give the light of God to the world directly. So... The three magi come, meaning that there is a transmission. The Zoroastrian school is, is recognizing that the wisdom school of Christ is, is giving the same truth. It's real, it's authentic. And so they, they, uh, they give that uh, imprimatur of authenticity. However, the real teachings of that wisdom school were very soon banished, eliminated, all the Gnostic Gospels, including the secret revelation to John. I don't know how many of you have read it. Not the book of Revelations, but there's another one that they found uh, at the end of the 1800s, the secret revelation. This is the key book, actually. I'm not going to have time, because we wouldn't have a Merry Christmas, to go into all of that tonight. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but let me just say uh, that the, uh, the, the secrets of the, uh, the coming again of, uh, of, the, of God, the full revelation, would be the, the replacement of the phenomenal images that make up the world with the light of God filling the unformed empty void as a singularity and eliminating uh, the, the world with all of its suffering so that that space would be clear again. The mind of God would return in its absolute purity and then redream a new creation. So, the, but, but what do these three magi represent for us psychologically? This is what I think is important. And here I'm going to uh, allude to the work of a, a great French psychoanalyst named Alain uh, Didier Weil. Most of his books haven't been translated. He's a great playwright also, but I don't think his plays have been translated into English yet. I've struggled through some of his books in Spanish translation. But uh, he says that there are three types of superego. So remember, the superego replaced the, the Godhead as our uh, true uh, source of intelligence. And there are three types. And the, the Freudians uh, tell the old joke about the, uh, the psychotic uh, who is, uh, is in a mental institution and uh, he's delusional and the problem is he is sure that he is a grain of wheat and that's all he is. And a grain of wheat is pretty helpless, uh, immobile, tamasic, you know, uh, inert. Uh, and, uh, and, and he is uh, unable to, uh, to, therefore, to think. His mind is literally stunted, stunned 
uh, stopped in its tracks, which is another meaning of being traumatized. So the psychiatrists are working with him for a long time, and finally they convince him that, no, he's a man, he's not a grain of wheat. And then they feel very proud, he admits it, yes, I'm a man, I'm not a grain of wheat, and they say, you're cured, you can leave. He goes out, and across from this rural mental institution, there's a chicken farm. And there happens to be a chicken crossing the road. If you wanted to know why the chicken crosses the road, now you know. The chicken crosses the road toward him, and suddenly he is stunned and stopped in his tracks. And then he runs back into the mental institution, begging to be taken back into his uh, backward uh, bed, you know. And they say, what happened? Uh, I thought you realized that you're not a grain of wheat. And he said, yeah, I know I'm not a grain of wheat, but that chicken doesn't know it. <laughs> this is category one superego. If you have a superego like this, you are stuck. If that superego tells you you're a loser, you're a piece of excrement, you are completely worthless, you will be stunned and in the belief of it, and you won't be able to remove that belief. If you're in that state, it's very difficult to then return to the mind of God and become liberated, okay? Now, some people have a category two superego. If you have a category two superego, this one will allow you to make efforts toward having some kind of fulfillment in your life, but it will insist that at the last moment you fail. Okay? You have to have a glitch. Something has to go wrong. Okay? You can't be too good because the superego would be envious if you're too good, right? <laughs> So therefore, people with category two superegos have total uh, performance anxiety. They can't perform because that superego, who could be in anyone at any moment, is going to say, down, you fool. That was terrible, ridiculous. Uh, you're a loser. Go, get out of here. Go home. Go back to your mental institution. <laughs> so the category two superego enables you to get up and perform, but you've got to break a leg. You see, which is why the actors have that kind of uh, a famous aphorism before they go on stage. So if you have a category two superego, you're also going to have a problem in meditation. At the moment you begin to have the bliss, your mind will come back and say, you're not worthy of being a divine being. You know, get out of here. Start thinking about lower chakra things again. And it's not going to let you have the unformed, empty, infinite consciousness that is your true nature. Now, if you have a category three uh, superego, there is hope. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.